Looking for Kofi. Kofi. Can he cut it back? Kofi. To Tigers! Can you believe it? Russell King! That ball goes to Kenny Miller. Ball down to Miller! Welcome back to All Caps 1974. Uh, we're back after a long hiatus. Yeah, I think we're going to have to take a mulligan on uh, breaking down each of the last... It's not going to happen. One, two, three, six, seven games. Seven games? Seven, seven games. Are you wait, Are you counting the Edmonton games <clears throat> in there too? I'm counting the Edmonton games. Oh, okay. Um, I had to go out of town I for was a while. Of, I was out of town. I was, and, and not... And, not in the same town. Not at the same time. Ta- same town. Not at the same time either. So like, I had to go up to Kitimat for a while. I yeah. came back. Aaron, you went to Ontario. I was in Ontario for, for a few five, days. For right days. after, yeah, right after I got back from Kitimat, and then I fell quite ill. Yeah. For you know another half a week in there, just for good measure. Well, and we were up at the uh, up at Shushwap for a weekend too. So that kind that of kiboshed the podcast for a little while. But, but we are back. We're back now. We're back, baby. And that with, sounded ridiculous. With a vengeance. I'm never going to say that again. Here we go. So we missed. Do you have a list of all the games that we missed? Uh, right here. Uh, our last game was Portland. So yeah, let's go. We beat Philadelphia three nothing. Yes, good Tied game. Tied FC Edmonton one one. Worst excuse for a soccer game I've ever seen in my entire life. Lost two nothing to Seattle. Yeah. Frustrating. Frustrating. Seattle was a good team. Beat FC Edmonton. 3-2, was that extra time? So that was aggregate, it was 2-1. Oh yeah, 3-2 is the aggregate, sorry, it was 2-1 in the game. Yeah. Uh, lost one nothing to Colorado. Right. That was the one where Morales finally scored on a free kick. I missed that game. But had it called back due to an alleged penalty by Ka, in which the referee acknowledged he didn't see it, but assumed that Ka had knocked over the wall, and in which the guy in the wall admitted that Ka never actually touched him. Yeah. So there you go. Way to go, CONCACAF referees. Way to go, MLS. Uh, we beat RSL 2-1 in yeah. what was a fairly entertaining game, and I thought a solid overall performance from the Caps. Yeah, that, that was pretty good. That was on Saturday. And, and then, then last night last night, we lost to Montreal. 2-1 loss to Montreal. So let's talk about... Do you want to talk about kind of the the overall stretch here? Or you want to talk about the Montreal game specifically first? I want to talk about Real Salt Lake first. Le- okay, interesting. Um, what do you want to talk about in that game? Because I well, mostly okay. Look, I've forgotten pretty much everything that's happened in the okay. last couple games, um, unless <laughs> you want to talk about the first Edmonton game, which I remember all too vividly. Yeah. Um. Th- yeah, I thought that the Real Salt Lake game was. A game that showed like the level of play that this team should be playing in game in and game out. Agreed. They dominated Real Salt Lake um, for a lot of the game. When Probably should have had a couple more goals. Should have had a couple more goals. When things got scary, they kept their heads together and they got out of it. Yep. Like RSL was knocking on the door for about 10 15 minutes in the second half. 
They kept their heads. Yep. They kept the ball out of the back of the net. Defending was solid. I they will capitalize on a mistake by RSL, putting one in the back of the net, win the game. Probably should have had at least three, probably four goals in that game, but yeah, that's the story of the Whitecaps always. Basically. I It's interesting that you wanted to talk about the game. Uh, a lot of my notes here about problems over the last few weeks, I also have right beside there, except at the RSL yeah. game. And it is... It's the caveat, but it should be the norm. We've seen the team perform at this level on a few occasions now. Yeah. Um, it's what they're capable of. Uh, on that note, Gershon Kofi, who has had a rough year, man, did he come alive against RSL. Really good game. Fantastic game. Excluding Beauty excluding goal. the goal, he had a great game. That goal is just a cherry on top of, of a yeah. solid performance. He didn't even have to have that goal. Yeah. Still a great performance. That goal was just fantastic. Yeah, that's your goal of the week. I don't Who, care. Whose pocket did he pick there? Was it Jao Plata? Someone. No. It w- um, um, picked someone's pocket in the midfield and just... Sir, sir, sir? Was it was it Schertzer? Schertzer? Is that his name? Uh, uh, maybe it was him. Sturzer. Sturzer. Yeah. Sturzer? Uh, I don't think... It, maybe it was Sturzer. Not, not really important. Um, beautiful shot. Uh... Kristen Chichera picks up his first goal as a white cap in that game as well. Yeah, I thought he worked hard in that game. Yep. And uh, I was very impressed by that. Uh, I think he got a little bit uh, uh, snubbed when he got taken off right away after he was uh, after he scored. Um, I think Octavio Rivera was the player that needed to come off. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. And I'd have agreed with you on a few occasions that... Um, that's actually something I wanted to talk about as a an over-the-stretch kind of thing. Is um, We've talked about this before, sometimes Rivero needing to be the guy being subbed out because he looks gassed. Yeah. And and this is one of the... He's He's been in a bit of a slump. Yeah. And I was definitely a fan of him because um, you, you saw early in the season all the tools he possesses. Mm-hmm. You know, he showed a lot of what he's got. Um, he's been in a slump. Part of that's learning the league and guys have figured him out now. But but there's a couple of things I think that have, that have kind of hurt him in particular. Um, one is the economy of movement. He just runs so hard all the time. Yep. Which sounds like a good thing. It's but not. when you're a striker, it's not. You can't be charging back and charging forwards and charging after loose balls that you you can't get because you're gassed at the end of the game. Particularly now that we're getting into the yep. summer, in the heat. He won't be used to playing in the heat in well, I guess South he's America. Uranium. He's Uruguayan. That's true. He he'll be used to the heat. Sorry, I'm used to these European players not being used to the heat. Um, but point being, you're gonna gas yourself, and he he wants so badly to do well, and I I admire that. But there's sometimes you gotta you gotta pick your spots. Look, if you're if he's gonna run that hard, then he needs to be subbed out. Yeah, like, like sub- he can run that hard. If he wants to, but then he's coming out at 70, 75 70, 75, you know, gives give someone else who's got some gas a shot at the end of the game. Um, the the next thing I would say with him, um, he's got to stop hitting the deck so easy. Yep. He's not getting calls. Nope. That he should be. Yep. Because he hits the deck too easy. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, a couple times he had an option to pass, but instead just turned into traffic and looked for the dive. Yep. And I'm going, you've got guys open, use them. Um, you know, he, he's got to start using his teammates and, and not just looking, especially when you're playing a little bit of a hold-up role. Like, I know he's a lone striker and sometimes playing off the shoulder, but there's other times he's kind of trying to play a little more hold-up. Um, his his touch hasn't been great lately either on the on the take on the long balls. Too often it, it's it's been bouncing off him lately, except for the RSL game. He looked like he had better control again. And he was better earlier in the season too. I think it might have just been a bit of a bit of a hiccup there, a little bit of a slump where he's, yeah. he just wasn't taking them as well. Um so hopefully hopefully that's right in itself. But in any case, um yeah, you know, he's gotta if he cuts out that diving and either starts just being a little smarter and again in the RSL game, he looked like he was being a little smarter about it too. I noticed him trotting back a couple times instead of sprinting and um just looked like he was conserving himself a little more at times. So, uh, you know, maybe that's something he's just learning being in this league. Because it's a physical league. If you're going to run around that hard and then also take the kind of physical abuse you're going to get in the box, you're, you're going to get gassed. Yeah. Um, And I think that's something he has to figure out. Yeah, and, I, and I think And something I think he that will. his coach should be picking up on. I hope so. Um. So do you want to then fast forward to the Montreal game? Let's fast forward to the Montreal Let's game. Let's talk about that. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, all right. Where to where to start? You want to start with the Carl Robinson post game interview? Well, that, that's I want to start. Let's start. Let's start, with let's the, start at the beginning. Let's start. Let's, start with, let's talk about okay. that lineup. So okay. So like seven changes from the the RSL game. I liked. I like the lineup in and of itself. I feel like it was a lot of changes though. I feel like if this lineup play had played together a couple times, you're probably yeah. going to be okay. It was the same problem that we had against Edmonton: is that the team hadn't played together and they got picked apart. So there by were there a, were yeah th- by a worse team. Yep, there were moments where they look good, and you're like, okay, I can see why you would put this roster together. Yeah, and then there's other moments where it just looked completely disjointed. Um, Tim Parker was yeah. playing it right back. Yeah, Tim Parker and Diego Rodriguez coming in at the yeah. back, and so Diego Rodriguez looked rusty. Yep. The back line looked patched together. Tim Parker made... I thought Tim Parker actually had a half-decent game. He was, he was all right. Particularly yeah. as a rookie, I didn't think... He he definitely made some mistakes, but I think the mistakes he made generally got covered up quick enough. Yeah. I, I don't think he was necessarily to blame on either of the goals. No. Um, uh, no. I thought he maybe... I think he was there on the... The first one, he maybe could have stepped in and got the guy. Yeah, he was um, he was the it, one keeping Jack McInerney on side. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the back line, yeah. not great. Um, Laba, Laba, and Tybert were probably the two players that had played together the most. Laba I missed lineup. some tackles he normally would have made. Yeah. I think he still had a pretty good game. He brought good energy, but he missed a few tackles he normally would have made. Tybert was. He had moments where he looked good to me, but he also had long stretches where he was just kind of invisible to me. Yep. Uh, and uh, and I, unca- right. uncharacteristically invisible. And yep. and I thought that hurt us. Um, Mosquito, Mane, and Rosales were then your three attacking midfielders. And yeah. They looked like they had never played soccer together. In no, it was um, disjointed. Uh, Darren Maddox was the lone striker, got almost no service. Yeah, hardly touched the ball. Um. 
smashed one off the post, was it? Or was it the off, bar? It was off the post. Smashed uh, one off the post, high off the post. Um, nice take on that one, just inches off the mark. Yeah, just uh, kind of But fell, it was one of the... Fell to him, he hit it yeah. first time. It was one of the few chances he got. Good look. Um, I, I thought he did reasonably well with what he was given. He did. And then when the formation changed up at the end of the game, then he saw himself getting a lot more yeah, uh, he... active. And I feel like such a broken record saying this constantly. Yep. But Darren Maddox plays better when there's two strikers. Yeah, he does. And like, <sighs> if I can see this... And I have zero to no qualifications yep. when it comes to uh, being a soccer analyst or a soccer coach. And if I can pick up on You're this... You're barely qualified to be a soccer player. I'm barely qualified to be a soccer player. I play a, a crap ton of FIFA, and that is where I've garnered like 89% of my knowledge. A lot of FIFA, season of men's league. Yeah. A couple seasons of co-ed. Yeah. And if I can pick up on these problems... Like, a UEFA certified coach needs to. Yeah. Needs to. Yeah. And I'm only watching the game once. Like, he's (laughs) watching the game tape two or three times. Maybe he's watching it too many times. He's overthinking it. Um... Oh, I don't have the personnel to play that. The midfield? 4-4-2, which is my preferred uh, formation. It's not his preferred. He's 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 a liar. Has he ever played it with the Whitecaps? I don't remember... Tw- three, in preseason, three times. couple times, you know, he, there was a couple games last year where he switched to it. Oh yeah, it wasn't. I think one of them was in RSL. I think we played a four four two in RSL and one then time. We played the four yeah. three one. I don't one. Yeah. In any case, the four, midfield looked whatever. bad. I'm start like, I think Jason DeVos got it right a little bit um, on the broadcast there when he was talking about the Whitecaps don't bring enough players forward in the attack yes. either. That's another yes. issue. Um, we're really attacking with four guys, and it it looks like you watch the attack, and it just doesn't like Montreal lined up. You know, eight guys back at one point. You know, two solid banks of four. They didn't even have to bring their strikers all the way back, and uh, I don't know if they were going lone striker, two strikers. I can't remember. They were the, they're the same formation as us. Yeah. They're so, anyways, th- their number ten wasn't didn't have to drop all the way back, and and. Th- it was just a wall that we couldn't get through because we got four guys trying to go through eight. Like Russell Tybert wasn't pushing up enough. Um, Labo wasn't pushing up enough. The unfortunately, I like Tim Parker right back, but he's never going to give you um, what Betasher or YP Lee in the past gave us, where you got a guy running down no. the flank. So that already hurt us there. Um, Jordan Harvey, I thought looked pretty good. Um, at left back, like he got a little bit involved there, so we did have that a bit of attack from the left. But again, then you've got Jordan Harvey and your four front players. You like you you need yeah Tybert or Tybert and Laba pushing in a little more. And yes, it's going to leave you a little more vulnerable at the back. Yeah, but you're not going to score with four against eight or four against nine or yeah. Well, I mean, Matias Laba had a shot. Which I think is more than Octavio Rivero had. Yeah. To be fair, he was on the field more than Rivero. I, Rivero fair. was a late sub. Yeah. I Rivero, d- to be fair, but at the same time, I didn't... When Rivero came on, I was glad they didn't take off Maddox. So I like I liked that part of it. I would have preferred to see Earnshaw coming on. I kn- like I know... Or 
Like, Why is he on the team? Like I I know Rivero is a good player, but he's been in a slump. You're looking yeah. for a goal. Earnshaw's shown himself over his career to be a guy who can come on late in games and bag you goals. Yeah, well, and like, like, did they honestly just sign him for that one game I, when they were short? I think they might. Like, have. he's on the team sheet week in, week out. He's on the bench every game. Well, here's 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 he's the thing. Come in twice. Here's the thing. Hold on, hold. Darren Maddox is going to have some international duty coming up. Yeah, that's true. Eric Hurtado seems to have dropped off the face of the earth. Yep. Unsurprisingly. So maybe he gets some sub minutes. I would when ho- Maddox I would is hope away. so. I would hope so. I hope so too. Um and like before the eighty eighth minute, please. Yeah. The guy give him a little like time. The to guy work. is old, but he can him. play more we than did, two minutes. We did see him in against Edmonton. Which game? Uh the second game. I didn't watch that. Or no, I think it was the first game. Uh, it was funny though because the commentators kept going. Um, I can't remember who was striking for us, but they were like, "Oh yeah, Earnshaw would have buried that. Earnshaw would have buried that." And then Earnshaw came on, should have buried one and put it off the side of the net. Oh I yeah, like, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> going, oh, you guys can't, you can't just say Earnshaw would have bagged that because I like he's good, but he's not going to bag everything. He's still human, but at the same time, I want to see him on. He is a little more veteran, a little more savvy. I want to see him play. He, um, like he should be leading the team out one of these games, like especially if Rivero and Maddox aren't getting it done up front. Okay, the Carl Robinson interview. Oh my goodness! This is why I'm so this agitated. Is, this is why we're. This a is why I'm so agitated right now. Post game interview with Carl Robinson. Carl Robinson comes out and talks about how. Yeah. Give us your, uh, uh, you know, uh, initial th- or your, you know, initial reaction to the game. Give us your thoughts on the game. Just sum it up. Well, I thought it was a good game. Yeah, uh, like is he, what he says. Talk about how he thought it was a good game. About the Montreal game. How w- Vancouver had the better chances and let Montreal off the hook. Like, yes, technically you had more shots. Yeah, I didn't think that many Fewer of them on target. Few were on target. I didn't think that many of them were quality shots. Even the ones no. No. I, it was what it was. I think it was twenty shots and four on target. Yep. Like where, where is that good? Is it wasn't like a, a particularly shot, good performance. A shot is someone kicking it hard in the general direction of the net. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean that it's anywhere near hitting the target, because Kakutamane and you know uh, Morales and. Uh, uh, Rosales and Tachera and uh, Lava and you know uh, Mesquita all put them in the rafters or into the into the advertising boards. Yeah, more than once. More, yeah. It wasn't pretty. It and and the thing is, it's okay that it wasn't pretty. This is going to happen. I don't like it, but it's going to happen. Yep. Even the best teams have stinkers. You can win what when you play a stinker, too. Yeah, you can win and play a stinker. L.A. shows that frequently. Yeah. Yeah. In any case, we're not stupid. Just tell us it was a bad game. Acknowledge it. Go, well, there were some... And the thing yeah. is, you can even say, like, like there were some it. good performances. Like, 
like some of the guys did some good things. You can say that. You can still say some of the positives. Like, oh, you know, I thought Tim Parker acquitted himself okay for this performance. Yeah. Or I thought, you know, Darren Maddox did well with what he had. Couple inches and he would have bagged one. Y- yeah. You don't do build your team. Yeah. But acknowledge that this was not a good game. Yeah. I, I think it's just... And 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 this is the thing is it, it's it's too much. He's trying to like save save face, and I, like the I, like honestly, I respect him less yeah. for assuming that we're just gonna go like, oh yeah, well, Carl, I guess Carl Robinson says it's well, okay. He's the, he's the coach, so I guess that he thinks that it's a good game. It must have been a good game, even though we didn't win and we looked flat and. Uh, you know, we we let Montreal, uh, you know, keep the ball anytime they had it, and anytime we got the ball, we gave it away more than, uh, you know, more than a few times. And well, I guess you know, if he says that, then it was probably it was probably okay then, because he was the coach and he's that's what he's paid to do. Yeah, that that's not the way it's gonna go. Like the, I, the Vancouver yeah. sports market, as much as I rag on it, is smarter than that. It is. Like we're yeah. If you if you come out and say. We today we were not good enough, and that's why we didn't win. You know we're gonna these, work on what we need to do yeah, to get better for next game. These players, however, did have some good, showed some good potential, showed some good moments. You know, I like that Pedro stepped up from you know the penalty spot and put one away, and you know Kukutamane, if he had you know just you know held that run just you know a couple seconds, he would have been able to put one in the back of the net. Uh, you know, from he had that one call back from offside. Yeah, it was like literally a matter of inches. It was a beautiful take. Yeah, I like. I was impressed that he managed to take that out of the air and then and and, and bar- still and bury barely it. offside. Yeah, um, was, you know, you can say things like that, like, oh yeah, you know, Kakuda, if he had just, you know, it, you could almost argue that the ref's assistant maybe, you know, should have given the benefit of the doubt to the attacker, which is in the laws of the game, didn't. Yeah, it it's was not ever how it plays out, though. They always error. err on the side of the defense. Yeah. You know, so you can take those positives away, but don't come out and say, oh, don't fault those boys in there. You know, you can blame me for that performance, and we'll take it on the chin and when we lose, and we'll work and, you know, try to win the next game. Someone messed up yep and it wasn't and th- and that's the thing is a- acknowledging you know, that it wasn't a good game like maybe he doesn't want to call out his players or whatever in the in the media but like acknowledging that you didn't play well as a team is not calling out guys no it guys aren't going to take that personally and if they do they shouldn't be a professional athlete they don't have the mental fortitude to be a professional athlete if they can't handle the coach saying to the media, you know, we didn't play that well tonight. Yeah. Like call out the team as a whole as not playing yeah. well enough. Don't, you know. You don't have to single out don't individuals. Don't sit there and be like, man, Diego Rodriguez was rusty tonight. That's our job. That's why no one pays us. Exactly. Um, well, and it's his job to do it in the dressing room. That's the and, thing. And, pers- that's the and thing. personally. If he goes into the dressing room and says, boys... We played a good game tonight. We didn't take our chances. We got a bit unlucky, and we let Montreal off the hook. Then That's there's a problem. Unacceptable. Like you can be buddy buddy with your players, and you can have a good relationship with your players, but sometimes you have to be the bad guy. Sometimes you need to walk into that dressing room, kick the garbage can across the room, and 
call it out yep. as what it is. Well, and the thing is, I think he probably does. I think he's just trying to play the media game. I I, I, I hope to God that's what it is, because otherwise... But he's not doing a very good job of it. Otherwise, he's actually not very smart. If he's watching that game and genuinely believing that it was a good performance from that team. No, I don't think you can believe that. I don't. I really hope he doesn't because it wasn't. That to me is the scariest thing about that interview. Were, like I said, were there portions of good performances from players? Yes. yes. There were players that did good things on the field, but there was too much going wrong to call that a good game. Or a good performance. And so if you're just trying, if, he, like if he's just trying to save face in front of the media, doesn't want to badmouth the team in front of the media, that's respectable to... Respectable, a, but, you, but you're, I think you're wrong. I think it's the wrong call. It is the wrong call. The team, like you said, the team should be able to take it. And Carl Robinson maybe isn't that familiar with the Vancouver sports market, yeah. despite the fact that he's been here for... Yeah. I you know how how many years now? How many years was he an assistant? Since least, Martin Rennie joined so four right years. Right from the beginning. Four. I've been watching sports in this market. Yeah, well, since I, like if, if yeah, you like you're gonna get it, if you keep doing this, you're gonna get called out on it. You're gonna probably, get raked over the coals he, on he it. You just watch too many Martin Rennie interviews. Spent because Martin Rennie got raked over the coals for it too. Yeah. And and the thing was was I didn't I, I feel the same way about what Mark Rennie said as what Carl Robinson is saying. Like, I don't feel like that's necessarily what he was going in the dressing room and preaching to the guys. I hope not. But I feel I feel like Martin Rennie definitely wouldn't have. I'm not sure about Carl. I feel like Carl might be too nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because Martin Rennie, you could tell that that dude had a temper. Yeah. I, I kind of wish it had come out more on the sideline. And that, that guy could... <laughs> <laughs> I would have could unleash. I would have loved to have seen players. Martin Rennie take a run at Vancouver Media one time. Yeah, it would have been fun. It would have been great. But you know that you know this game because this, this team plays the way they did against. Because I don't, Montreal. I don't, I don't like how Vancouver Media handles stuff either. Necessarily, no. I'm just saying, play the game right because that yeah. this isn't gonna work. Yeah, like I have no doubt that Martin Rennie would have gone into the dressing room and yelled at the team after that game. Yeah, I'm not so sure Carl Robinson would do that. I I saw I did read an interesting comment saying that he is treating his head coaching gig a bit more like an assistant coach. Like it's the assistant coach. Yeah, but not not duty. from somebody in the know. Keep that no, in mind. That no. is, this, is, this was speculation. But I think it's I think it's a fair fair assessment to say like you know the assistant coach is the one that can buddy up to the players a little yeah. bit more and and it's the head coach's job to be a little bit more um communicator uh, coaches are great when you're winning they don't work so no. much when you're losing what's the what's the word i'm looking for uh, objective yeah be a bit more objective be a bit more distant you can still you can still have a relationship with your players you just you need to be able to tell them when they've done wrong yeah you need to be able to tell them what they've done wrong and how to do it better Okay, next time. Bigger picture. Yes. Something I briefly mentioned to you before, and something I wonder a little bit about just the makeup of this club at the moment, is do we have too many one-dimensional players? Yes. There we go. 
I feel like. So what do you think about Women's World Cup? <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to Women's World Cup. No, no, we're we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. That and the uh, Concacaf draw, right? Oh yeah. Um, so we gotta talk about that briefly. But I just wanted to. I would want to go off on this a little bit, just for just for yeah, a second, no, just because I'm looking at the roster here, and you're like, you've got Kakuta Mane, who, and and the the one dimension is run forward and shoot. Yeah. We have a lot of players with the same one dimension as well. It's run forward and shoot. Run forward and shoot. Now that being said, you want you want some. Sorry, go ahead. Had a very well-rounded performance against Salt Lake. Yes, he did. I forgot about that, but that was something I'd wanted to talk about if we were going to podcast the other day. Very mature performance from him. Yeah. Um. Really hope he's going to add dimensions because I feel like Darren Maddox was a one-dimensional player too, and has added dimensions to his game. And I'm hoping Kakuta Mane does the same thing, and it looked like it against RSL. But it's really frustrating to watch because, like, there doesn't look to be enough passing to me. Yep. It, like, it's everybody's kind of the go-for-the-goal-first kind of guy. Pedro Morales is a great passer, but you need other guys. And it would be nice if Rosales could shoot once in a while. Yes, I He doesn't I shoot enough. He's just a pass too much. I, like, don't get me wrong. He's a great player, and he's great to have on your team. And he's a good passer. And he's a good passer. And it's good to have on your team. But you need some other guys who can pass and shoot and stuff too and like do multiple things. When the goal is in front of you, shoot. Shoot it. Um yeah, I just I kinda wanna get that off my chest. It's it's a little bit frustrating. I'm hoping some of these young guys we have are they look like at least at the lower level, like they might be a little more multi dimensional players. I'm talking uh Bustos. Bustos for sure. Uh Bustos froze. Yeah. Um Hopefully Andre Lewis, who returned to action with Whitecaps FC two, scored a goal. Yeah, that's um, good. Nice. Uh, did you did you watch it? You, uh, I didn't. But you know what? Caleb Clark is on what six goals this year? He yeah he uh, three in the last three games. Yeah. Um, or the last three or is it that kid deserves that game? kid deserves a call up yeah, soon. I, I hope he does. Yeah, I hope he gets a call up, gets a run out. Um, but yeah, like I'm 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 hoping to see a little more. Multi-dimensional play yeah. on the guys. Because if, so pu- if he's putting them away, yeah, that consistency. Like, yep. yes, it's at a lower level against uh, you know in- inferior but opponents. But scoring goals is scoring goals. And you know what? If he's confident scoring goals at that level, you know the confidence with yeah. some players exactly will just kind of keep flowing. Not all players, mm-hmm. but with some players, you know they once they got the confidence at one level, they they got the mentality and they can do it at the next level. Yeah, and. You lose nothing by running them out against, you know. No. Colorado, who's the new Chivas? I don't, I don't know if there is a new Chivas. I mean, unless you go like one of the expansion teams. This is Colorado. You can run Maybe them out against one of the expansion teams. Not even. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there isn't. Wow. I don't think there is. Yeah. Weirdly. I don't think there is yet. There's going to be at some point in Colorado. Probably Colorado. Except they just beat us one nothing. Yeah, but yeah, but that was actually they're, stupid. Yeah, but they're also better than they're given credit for. Slightly. Oh, I mean, there's only like six points separating. Yeah. Ninth and first. Ninth so, and second, sorry, in the, anyways, in the West. Anyways. We had the CONCACAF Champions League draw. Yep. Oh my goodness. Whitecaps in what could arguably 
and I, I say arguably because I don't know the other countries that well, so maybe there are some really other tough draws out there, but arguably the group of death. Yeah. I've heard it called that. Any of the Mexican teams. Yeah, but the Mexican teams didn't draw any MLS teams, so that's where I don't know because I'm not, like, for example, Club America is in with Motagua, Motagua and Walter Ferretti from Nicaragua and Honduras. Yeah. I like I don't know how good those are except I Mon- Montagua uh, not is not I know they're not the top Honduran Mont- team Montague? because Montagua Mon- Mon- It looks like Montagua. Montagua? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um anyways, we have the Honduran champions in our group and the Seattle Sounders. Mhm. So saves us a little bit of travel. A little bit. But we have to play the Sounders. Yep. That is... I know... Kind of re- How did we end up with that draw? Um, Like, I understand it's like, yes, we're, we're Canadian, they're the American well, team, what, so then that we're different here, seats that way. Is it seeded? It's, it is seeded, which I know some Caribbean... Fans of the Caribbean nations are upset about. The fact that it's seeded so that Mexican teams cannot line up against MLS teams. Okay. So in the first round, Mexican and MLS teams, and I believe they're also set up so that Mexican teams can't play Mexican teams, MLS teams can't play MLS teams. However, the Whitecaps are not entered as an MLS team. They are entered as a Canadian Canadian team. team. So I think the way the pots were set up, they were in a pot that they could go up against other MLS competition. Seattle and LA were both in that pot, I believe. Yeah. So that's ridiculous. Yeah. So I know uh was it Siggy? Is he the he's the Siggy Schmidt. Siggy Schmidt. Yep. He uh I don't think he was too happy about it. Yeah. yeah his comments that. were we see enough of those guys, why do we have to see him <laughs> again? Yeah. Which I mean no, that's fair. And and to be fair they haven't, despite the fact that they, I would say, are the better team right now. Right now, yeah. Um, they haven't had a great track record against us. We've done pretty well against them. Not, yeah, not since as like, late. I mean, they beat us like the we, most. We got into MLS, yeah. right? Like 2012, they still. I don't think we lost to them, and then we beat them pretty consistently every time we played we've, them we've got the last two Cascadia Cups. so We, we hadn't lost to them in, in four or five matches, yeah. I think. So they're probably not real stoked about the draw either. Yep. That's fine. I mean, You know, we do well in Seattle. Yeah, I... Uh, the last couple trips down there have been good. We should go down there for that. Yes. That was amazing. We went down last year. If you guys ever get a chance uh, to go down, anyone who's listening... Go down to a game in Seattle if you haven't already. Yeah, we were at the the one at the end of the year. They won the Cascadia Cup. Um, we were way up in the nosebleeds with all the Whitecaps fans. Uh, it was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome game. Very loud. Even, Very loud. Even the Sounders fans. I saw some of them during the anthem. Yeah. The beginning of the game turned around and gave us like a thumbs up at the end of the <laughs> anthem. We. Uh, oh, yeah. We outdid them on the anthem with only, I think it was 1,250 was the number. Something like 1250 that. 1,250 of us to, oh, they, yeah. were, they were, what was uh, it, 55,000 that night, I think. Yeah, something like that. So, like, 
you know, 53,700 some odd. Something like that. Yeah. Um, nothing. There are very few feelings as good as uh, winning a cup in uh, in your rival's stadium. Yep. That is, uh, that is a good feeling. Disappointing 53,000 Seattle fans is... Uh, something that every every fan should experience and i was really sad actually i had a chance there was a guy down there that wanted to um trade scars with me a seattle oh, yeah, fan yeah, yeah. he wanted to trade scars with me and i didn't have another one i only had my one yeah and it was a gift so i didn't want to trade that one away because it was a gift mm-hmm. so yeah. i gotta get another one well i had my inaugural season ticket holder scarf yeah, with me, and I was like, "Yeah, I can't." So can't justify. Just that. in case that guy ever comes across this, I'm sorry, buddy. I would have loved to have swapped scarves with you. Yes, and I have bought extra scarves now. Yeah, I, I did at the end of the year sale. They had a bunch of five dollars scarves, so I Perfect. bought a couple. I'm gonna have to make sure I get a couple before we go down there. Yeah, and uh, we'll have some fun. Hopefully, swap scarves. Swap and scarves and trounce the Sounders. We yeah, were t- we were talking about something else before we did this. What were we talking about? Oh, uh, Champions Champions League. League. We uh, got the CD Olympia and Sounders. It's three right. group, three three teams per group. I think only the top team advances. Yeah, probably because it's it's eight groups. So I think it's only the top team in each group advances, which is pretty tough. Yeah, three teams, but six games though, because you yeah. play home and away. Yeah. Uh, so that's well, there's four games. There's only three teams. Oh yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Plus, we got another two uh, Canadian Championship games against Montreal. Hopefully, coming we, up. Hopefully, we stack up better. So we better stack um, up better than this most recent performance because that was a stinker. Yeah. There's some players that need to spend some time below. Not going to be able to trot out such a young. Everyone was talking about. Oh yeah, it'll be nice. We'll be able to trot out the youngsters against some like. Central American opposition, and like you are going to play some youngsters, but instead of trotting them out against, you know, maybe the third place team from Nicaragua or something like that, or yeah. Trinidad and Tobago, you now have to trot them out against the Sounders and the, the top, the top, top team Honduran from. team. And Honduras is, from what I understand, one of the better. It's one of the stronger leagues down there, yeah. particularly at the top end. They're not great, but they're not going to let you down easy. No. They're going to hurt you uh, physically and on the well, score sheet. Well, so. and then <laughs> that's the other thing is the environment's very different. Oh, yeah. So even if they're comparably like a similar team, you're going into a very hostile environment where you oh, may yeah. not get sleep. That's true. And uh, players may throw themselves to the ground when there's no one around you and get taken off on the field, taken off of the field on a stretcher. Yep. Even though nobody's touched them. I'm yeah. speaking of a particular game that I'm still bitter about. Projectiles being thrown onto the field. People waking you up at your hotel in the middle of the night. Yep. You know, lights mysteriously turning off. In Wake the middle of the game. In the middle of the game, you know, they come back on. Your star player's on the ground. Has to get taken off. Yeah, these kind of things happen. In and then you don't make the World Cup. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Google it. Google it. So, uh, <laughs> Women's World Cup is happening. Women's World Cup. Pretty excited. I finally saw that documentary about the Canadian uh, women's team there. 
Oh yeah, it was uh, pretty well, pretty well done. I thought pretty well done. Yeah, I thought I liked it too. I thought it was interesting. I I thought the technical side of me right away was like drawn to the drills they were doing in practice rather than uh, all the storyline stuff and I thought it was interesting like so many practice they're like alright let's do two touch alright now let's do one touch yeah. well, Herdman had them doing three touch he's like you have to take at least three touches and I thought it was great Yeah, you know when one I, one to take control another to get yourself open and another to make the pass and I'm going yeah it's, I like I like this I thought it was Good r- really interesting how he's really trying to implement basically in- implement the Barcelona system yeah, well, that's that's what that drill was nas- part of, right? This women's national team, right? And that is exciting. And then they played. Uh, did you catch uh, any of that England game? I did. I caught a little bit, um, mostly highlights, and I caught like maybe five minutes of it. Okay. Um, I uh, I thought it was, aside from the first ten minutes, really really strong performance from uh, from everyone. Good. Um, were you, were you seeing a little bit of that Barcelona passing? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Um, they gave England nothing. Good to take away from that game. And England, like Canada's the eighth seed. Uh, England is sixth, and so they really took it to them. And, and Schmidt scored a beauty of a goal. Awesome. Yeah, I did see the goal. Yeah, the goal I did see. That was pretty fantastic. Goal. That was. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, go look up the Sophie Schmidt goal versus England. Pretty fantastic uh, finish. One one touch. Yeah. And uh, couldn't Pretty have placed fantastic. it much better. No. No. That That is... It's about it, as good as placement gets. Put it on a posted stamp. Um, the only downside, which is kind of you know something that every team is going to try to do against Canada, is they're going to try to eliminate Christine Sinclair from the game. Yep. And they were pretty effective in doing that in terms of getting her out of the way um, in front of goal. Yeah. But she then just was like, all right, well, if you're not going to let me shoot, then I'm going to drop in deeper and I'm going to get the ball and I'm going to pass it to people who can shoot. Yep. And, and did a good job of doing that. It looks like now we have people who who have the confidence to shoot and actually score some goals other than Christine Sinclair. Yeah, Schmidt I, I had a couple of good chances. I think that's been an issue for the Canadian women's team in the past is is not so much, not even necessarily straight-up ability to score, but but just the confidence to do it. Yeah. Um, like, you, you can tell, like, they're talented, right? So, like, they can shoot, but but shooting and being able to put it in the net and then, and then but being able to do that in games under pressure are are different yeah. things. And so, you know, it looks like now maybe that's not going to be so much of a problem if Christine Sinclair gets eliminated not entirely but like largely from the odd game here and there. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd still like to see her score some goals and she's going to get some goals. Oh, she's going to get some. Um cuz the other thing is if Canada shows those other threats too, it's going to open up, up stuff for Sinclair. Exactly. And it's but it's nice to see that she has the ability to adapt to that situation and, you know, change her game in order to improve the team instead of just, you know, dropping out and trying to do the same thing that wasn't working all game. Changes it up, drops deeper, makes some passes, gets other players in. Yeah. Involved in the in the game, so that's good. Uh, I... I think that this team actually is going to stack up pretty well, pretty favorably. Who's in our group again? Uh, China, Netherlands, and New Zealand. Okay. 
China, what, they're number six in the world? No. No? Like 17. Oh, 17. Was it Netherlands? Someone in the group was top six in the Or was that England? That was England that we played was six in the world. They're, they're six in the world. They're six in the world. Um, so I knew someone we were playing or we, had played recently. We are the highest highest seed. Highest seed in our group. And I think it's like... We're eighth right now. We're eighth, and then I think uh, New Zealand is 13, and then Netherlands are uh, 16, and China 17. And so... I think. Are, is Canada based in Toronto for the tournament so far? Edmonton. They're in Edmonton. Oh, interesting. They're at Commonwealth. Uh, okay, I would have thought they'd have them at BMO. No one's at BMO. No one's at BMO. No, Frank Clare is the uh, the Ontario Stadium. Really? Yeah. I thought for sure they'd put BMO in there. I would too. Maybe um, they didn't know if it was going to be ready for sure on time with all the renovations. That could have been a possibility. And one thing is it's kind of unfair to have... Some BMO some people play on grass and it's others on, grass. on turf. Yeah. So every other game now is on turf. Yeah, the whole turf issue is interesting because I thought I saw what was it? Uh, there's some American it's player. It's the Americans. It was it's Wombat. It was it was one in particular. It was Wombat. Oh, it's like running on concrete. I'm like, if it's like running on concrete, you haven't played on good turf then. Yeah. I've played on concrete turf. They, as a kid, they used to yeah. take the turf out of BC Place. Yeah. They used to move it out to an airport hangar, basically, and we'd play a tournament on it. That was brutal. And obviously, you would never let any professional play on that nowadays. No. Never. Never, ever, ever. No. They put world-class turf down. Yeah. I've played on turf that is not as good as the BC Place turf. Yeah. And it's not that bad. Like, it, obviously, as you get older, like, I've noticed I get more niggles playing on it in the ankles and stuff in the joints a little yeah. bit. It, you know, the ball moves a bit faster and it, stuff. It runs a bit faster, but she goes, the ball's not going to be predictable on it. Well, that's not entirely true. It's actually quite predictable. It's it is. different than grass, it's di- yes. but it's pretty predictable throughout the surface. It's, it's, the surface it's, it's is generally more consistent than yeah, grass. Yeah, it should be more predictable yeah. than grass. It's more. Pre- it's different, but it's more predictable. Then the other thing was, for anyone who plays lacrosse, it's like the old salmon bellies state uh, lacrosse box it was wooden floors. The yeah. ball bounced different than concrete floors, yeah. but it was the most consistent bounce that you would ever get for some reason on the, the lacrosse ball on wood floors. I would imagine it's, that would be the other way around. No, it was more consistent on the wood than on the uh, concrete. Weird. It was a, you, you always get a short hop on the concrete, this weird short hop, and you never knew quite how how your short hop was going to turn out. But for some reason on that old wood floor, it was always just kind of nice, even bounces. Yeah. Um, um, but anyways. Like, the, Ameri- they, the Americans are the only ones complaining. You wouldn't. The thing is, some of these are probably better than some of the other women's teams are already playing on. Yeah. And the other thing is, they wouldn't let professional soccer teams play on this. Yeah. If it was that hard on you. Like there was a picture of was it Amy Wombach's legs? No, uh that was whose legs was it? Like Sydney LaRue. Sydney LaRue? Yeah. You may have played on horrible turf. I don't know what turf you played on that you got that. Well I mean, okay, look. But if, you can get that on grass too. Yeah, yeah. I mean I've got torn up playing on grass. Yes, you can. And if you go sliding around on the turf constantly, yeah, you're gonna get some turf burn. Like sorry. Yeah. It's going to happen. Maybe don't fall down all the time. Matias Lava's legs don't seem to be that beat up. Yeah, no, he's fine. 
And he goes down on the turf a lot. Yeah. I all I'm saying is like I I I get I've, I get I the argument. I've never seen anything like that before. Like no, I would I've be never. surprised if they were like we need some publicity. Yeah. Things take the, off your socks and shorts and, and the, go slide around. The thing on the is, turf. I I understand the argument. I understand the argument. The whole thing, like you wouldn't let the men at the top level play on turf. Yep. I I kind of get that to a point. It's a more I, high profile tournament. It's a more high profile tournament. Sorry. It, like, it, I, I, I feel well, like I can't be, you can't call me sexist for stating facts. Well, and the thing is, there there are men's club competitions that are at a higher level than the Women's World Cup. I love the Women's World Cup. Don't yes. get me wrong. I think they're fantastic athletes, and I would love... very excited about thing, this. I would love to see them be able to play it on grass. I would love to. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to see the Whitecaps be able to play on grass. Absolutely. If I, I had I my, if I had it my way, every soccer team everywhere would play on grass. Would, you would all play on grass. It would all be beautiful, perfectly manicured grass. I would love it. It would be fantastic. But the reality is, the costs are stupid to put grass in, and, yes. and you haven't. If you're arguing about, you haven't seen what short-term grass in BC Place looks like. We saw that. It's, it's not good. Wor- it's worse it's, than turf. You are better off playing on the turf. You are. The grass in there did not work. You lay down sod on top of the turf, which then does not sit. It does not settle, right? So anytime you move, so many injuries happen. Anytime you go down on it, it's going to rip up the turf, Yep. rip up the sod. So if you want to play it on good grass, that's fine. Like, Then FIFA just can't give Canada the World Cup. And guess what? They wouldn't give the States the World Cup either. Yeah, like he, because like where are you gonna play the final? Rose Bowl. Maybe Seattle. You gonna play it in the stadium big enough to put that many fans in, right? Yeah. So yeah, Rose Bowl. Seattle, maybe. Seattle is turf though. Can't do it. Yeah. Oh, Seattle's turf. Rose Bowl is turf. And I uh, here's Yankee Stadium. Maybe. Yeah, and it's I. The thing is, I don't. Here, here's the thing, though. I don't think there's a whole sexist issue, and I think from some of the FIFA officials, it probably is super sexist. Oh, Sepp, Sepp Blatter like, said, if you want to make yeah, soc- women's soccer don't more get me popular, wrong. they should wear shorter shorts. FIFA, sexist organization. I'm not going to dispute that at all. But Sepp Blatter is also like 83 and just you know resigned because yeah. of corruption. However, the, the reality, what I'm saying is, the reality of making this a tournament occur in Vancouver and in Canada means unless you're prepared to play on really horrible grass, you're probably going to have to play it on turf or yeah. take it somewhere else. Because like, look, the only stadium qualified to host the final, yeah, the best qualified stadium to host the World Cup final. BC place. Yeah. You know? And it's turf. It's turf. And that being said, I like I really hope it goes well and I really hope that the turf oh, doesn't cause issues for anyone. It's gonna go fine. It's that's the thing it is, and I like I don't know. St- like the the ones that I would be worried about would be like Moncton. Yeah. And Maybe like Frank Clare, yeah, in Ottawa, and maybe, um, 
Winnipeg. Yeah, this is this is the thing though, and I part of me feels bad because I like I get the argument and I can see I can see where they're coming from, despite the fact that I really don't have a problem with it being yeah, played on turf. I don't. Well, and that being like, said, I also don't know if they went and replaced all the turf because I know BC Place just got new turf. Yeah, I don't think everyone else got new turf. So that's the thing. There, there's where they may have an argument. Is some of the other stadium stadiums may have crappy. Yeah, because like I don't know how good, like the the Big O in Montreal is fine. The Montreal Impact play there. Yep. Uh, no one complains about that. No, I don't except, really ever except hear Robbie Keane. About that. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Keane will complain. Yeah. Um, the thing I don't know anything about the Moncton Stadium. So you know what? Maybe maybe there's where I'm flawed in my argument. I've Frank Claire. Frank Claire actually is pretty darn new. Yeah. Well, because they redid it to put the oh, red blacks yeah, in there, that's right? right? You're right. Yeah. So that was probably fine. So the ones you should be looking at probably the most closely would be Moncton, Winnipeg, and maybe Edmonton. See, I didn't think about that. My argument, I've been framing it in my head from a Montreal Vancouver standpoint, where new turf in Vancouver, and I've never heard a complaint about the turf in Montreal. So yeah, um, you know. In in that case, then I would I would give their argument more credence if I knew the turf was bad in those other places, which I don't know. It could be. Yeah, you know. Here's the thing: you know as well as Abby Wambach knows, because yeah. Abby Wambach's never set foot in Moncton. Yeah, in the Moncton that's, football. See, stadium. that's the other thing too, right? Like if she went there and she's like, "Oh my goodness," it was like my knees were gonna pop out running on that turf. Well, and then I would be like, "Okay, well maybe you need to listen to the players at this point." Yeah. But it's None just of them had played on this turf some before. Players just griping for no reason, claiming that it's a you know assault against women's soccer and that FIFA doesn't care about women's soccer. And I, I think, you know what though? Here's here's the thing: if they didn't care about women's soccer, they wouldn't even hold this tournament. FIFA so. FIFA doesn't care about soccer. FIFA cares about the money that soccer gives them. Yeah, basically, that's how I feel about FIFA. I feel like everybody else, right? Well, most people right now, particularly in Canada, they're loving women's soccer. Yeah, myself included. Oh, I'm, the, the Ameri- I'm really looking the, forward the to Americans this. Americans love it too. Uh, um, yeah, uh, the NWSL down there is actually, from what I understand, doing pretty well, uh, and particularly in like Portland and Seattle. Um, Alex Morgan is a you know superstar. Yeah. She's a pretty fantastic player. Okay, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that really pisses me off. Okay. Okay. You uh, you got Does it all grind these your gears. It grinds my gears, man. Here's the thing that is all such right. a double stand. It's the same problem I had with like Dana Kirkpatrick. Who? Dana. Is that not her last name? Who are you talking uh, the about? NASCAR driver. Oh, Dana? the race car driver. Race, yeah, I think she's sure. Indy. Danica Patrick. Danica Patrick. I heard Dana Kirk. I'm going. I, yes. Well, I got you said the, Dana. I oh, did you make her last name Kirkpatrick? Yes. Okay. Danica Patrick. Danica Patrick. Whatever. She's so. I don't care about her at all because she always talks about how she wants to be taken seriously as a race car driver, and then she poses next to her car in her bikini. And the same thing <laughs> is, you know, you got uh, um, the U.S. you know women's players talking about how oh you know it's it's so sexist that the you know the men would never play on on turf and 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 they're playing um you know they're making the women play on 
on uh, turf and 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 Sepp Blatter going on about how we should wear shorter shorts, and then you got Alex Morgan has been featured multiple times in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, and she's going on about how she wants to be a you know hero for young girls and and wants to be taken seriously as an athlete. Yeah, you know, if you want to be taken seriously as an athlete, act seriously as an athlete. Yeah, it's like, oh man, oh it's you know, it's discriminatory against women, but I'll I'll well, pose then, in my bikini then, for what is basically well, a jerk off no, mag but, for but, but, so many. But here's dudes. here's the other here's the flip side of the coin. Then people take someone say, now I'm not saying I take them seriously, but people take Ryan Kessler seriously as an athlete who has done those. <laughs> okay, yeah, who has made those poses. So there's the flip side of that argument. Okay. But, so, but, but Ryan... So the, no, the, the, hold on, hold on. What yeah. I will say is there's definitely a double standard among people when it comes to men and women as far as taking them seriously for that. Now, right. I would agree with you to a point. Like, unfortunately, it's a reality. Like, she has the right to do that. She does. She, and I don't want to take that right away no, from her. No, I am Like, if that's what she wants to do, it's her but, body. It's her body. But, she can do that. But she has to understand that the people that buy the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue are old perverted men. Yeah. And horny teenagers who can't buy Playboys. Yeah. And it, it you are and and to be fair, while some people still took Ryan Kessler seriously, a lot of people made fun of him for it and I have not been able to take him seriously for a long time. Although that has more to do with some of his other antics and not necessarily that particular issue. Yes. Although that was ridiculous. Um, with his boxer line or whatever. Uh, yeah, but name another <laughs> hockey player who's done that. <sighs> you know, I don't know if I can. I'm like I'm sure some have. Yeah, I can't name one. Yeah, so you know, but like Alex Morgan did the swimsuit issue. Hope Solo posed nude. Uh, I mean, not you know everything just hanging out, but yeah, you, you know, tastefully covered up for some Olympic. That's a weird term, tastefully covered up. Yeah, yeah nothing. <laughs> nothing know, was seen, but I don't know. If it's very PG. Yeah. Um, but there was a actually, you know, the entire uh U.S. uh Olympic team, not not just the soccer team, but like all the w- female Olympic athletes yeah. for the U.S. Did like some nude calendar or something? Yeah, I to raise money for supporting Olympic athletes, and it's just like this. And I, I understand. And then they that you have why they're not taken seriously. I understand that you have the right to do that. I like. I don't understand why you would want to, though. I mean, like, I maybe. Uh, people have their reasons, I guess. I just. And uh, yeah, I, I guess I maybe I that was that was their yeah. choice, and I guess you know, kind of smart because they know the dudes will buy it. They probably made some good money off it. Probably. But you know, it's it is kind of It's a com no. it's a complex issue. It is. That we don't really have time to get completely no, into I, in this I, podcast, I, and that's not what this podcast is about. It's but not. it is a women's world cup issue. Yeah. And well, it's and I, like I just want to like say And like, for me it's a difficult one just because yes. there is a double standard, but at the same time there's a reality to the finances and location of the tournament. Yes. That you have to deal with. And just, you know, I don't want to, you know, take anyone's right away to, you know, pose in their bikini or whatever. 
I think that's fine. No, like seriously, like it's her body. No, no, she I, can like, do it. Yeah, and I'm no. not. Be, and I'm not being gross. Like it's her body. She can do what she wants with it. If she wants to pose in her bikini in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, that's fine. The the issue then becomes: don't complain about men taking you de- less seriously as an athlete, you, degrading you, or taking you less seriously as an athlete. If you're going to choose to subject yourself to those kind of things, because then you're just playing into the stereotype. Exactly. You're you're. You're playing, yeah. You're playing into the stereotype. You're, you're yeah. So, uh, with that, I think uh, we will leave it at that. Hopefully, no angry emails or tweets at It'll us. Be tweets. I don't. I don't check the email ever. Okay. Maybe that's why we're not getting paid. All the job offers are going to the email, and we we're should not check reading the email. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, if there are like, tweet us. <laughs> we hope we haven't offended anyone. Yeah. Um, and if we have, if we have, tweet us. Tweet let us know. Let let's us talk know. about it. Let's don't, we, we were well. We're open to dialogue. Let's open to dialogue. We don't want to. We don't want to be hating on anybody. Definitely not. Uh, we're friendly guys. Yeah, pretty open-minded. I'd like to think. So yeah, uh, women kick off. Uh, the Canadian women kick off this Saturday at three o'clock against China. Oh yeah, and uh, the Whitecaps play later that evening in LA at seven thirty. So catch perfect double header. Yeah, double header. Grab some when's beers. Uh, when's the second women's game? Uh, I was looking at the games. Too many daytime games. I work. I worry they're too early. I want some more evening games. Yeah, uh, they play this Saturday, and then I think it's like Monday or Tuesday, and then Thursday or Friday. Okay. Yeah. What are you calling for the score over China? Uh two nothing. Two nothing. Two nothing win. Okay, I'm going with uh, three one. Three one. All right. Nice. Not bad. I think that yeah. Some it's some. Be, uh, it's gonna be fun. So late laps and concentration. Yeah, trust us. One might, might get one back at the end, but yeah. I think you know Canada's gonna come out of the gate flying. They're gonna bag one early. And they're gonna put one away sometime in the Perfect. second half. For insurance and yeah, all right. I don't even want to predict the Whitecaps score. Well, it's well Saturday. So who's up again on Saturday? It's L. A. L. A. in in L. A. Oh dear, yeah. So sure, I am gonna predict. Okay, I'm gonna predict it's gonna be stupid. Yeah, and it's gonna be four three for the Whitecaps. Okay, I'm predicting four nothing L. A. You're probably going to be right. Yep. Uh, you know, no, I'm going 4-2 for the Caps. Okay. 4-2. There you go. But LA comes out 2 nothing. Ooh, bold. <laughs> <laughs> that is bold. Um, all right. Well, we'll leave it at that. All right.